Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Football Story podcast. Today, we will be doing start, bench, and drop. I'm with Twiggy again today. How's it going, mate? Good. Um, good, thanks. Just looking down the list of um, trios we're going to be looking at today, and some people have sent in some really um, interesting kind of trios of players for us to decide on. So looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, it should be really good. Um, obviously, we'll f- uh, a big thanks to everyone for for sending in their, their three players. It was similar to uh, our unpopular football opinions episode a few weeks back where we had a really good reception from the people on the Instagram. So, yeah, we thank them. Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of want to specify that so we're going to kind of start with some of the current player ones that you guys have sent in. So for this, we're kind of going to go on current form. Um, that doesn't mean like on the weekend, like how well they played, but sort of, um, I guess, how they've probably been in the last season. Um, and yeah, I guess if we were picking picking a team for a game next weekend, that's kind of the attitude we're taking to that one. Um, and then later on, we're going to talk about some of the classic um, trios that you guys have sent in. Um, of retired players and for that we will be talking about their prime yeah so we'll get into the first one i think that's all uh so this one was from banditron 11 and they had they sent in kane aguero and abamyang so what do you think about this one um uh probably one of the toughest ones i've seen on the sheet um, probably the three best strikers in the Premier League, to be fair. Probably, yeah. Yep, probably. Um, if I was picking a game, um, picking for a game next weekend, um, if they're all healthy, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a bit of a... I think Kane does more off the ball than the other two, which is probably why I would start Kane. Aguero Abomiang is a toss-up for me, but I think Aguero's done it for longer i think i think they're both sort of operating at the same level at the moment scoring about the same amount of goals so i'd probably go start kane bench aguero and unfortunately drop a bummer yang what do you reckon yeah i don't know it's really hard because like this season obviously kane's been the standout of the three aguero has i don't even know if he's played a premier league game this year he might have played one or two and Aubameyang's playing out on the left and has only scored one or two goals. So I think if you would have said maybe two seasons ago, I probably would have gone, uh, I would have started Aguero. But I think in the last season, season and a half, he's he's really struggled to get on the pitch. I think two years ago, if, I would have probably said Aguero out of almost every striker in the world. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to agree with you and start, start Kane, bench Aguero and drop Aubameyang. Okay. There we go. We're in agreement on that one. Um, yeah. And the second one is very similar. So there are a few ones that you guys sent in that are sort of similar. So we're going to try and group them together. Um, this is from my good friend, Chris Thering. Thanks for sending it in. Um, one of my best mates hasn't listened to one podcast in 30. So thanks for the support. Uh, but he has sent in this one. Uh, he sent in Harry Kane, Sergio Aguero, but instead of a Bomiang, he sent in Vardy. So does... Vardy make your bench or start. I mean, it's hard. Like, I mean, they're all so tight. Um, they are. I'd probably say, like, out of the four we've just talked about, Kane Aguero, Batman, Vardy. I'd probably have him fourth, which means he 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 doesn't make my bench or he doesn't start. But like, at the moment, 
he's flying. He's 34 and he's still, he doesn't look like he's um, slowing down anytime soon. No. So I, it's a bit unfair on him, but we are, I mean, I was going to say they're probably the four best strikers in the Premier League overall. Um, probably the four that will be going at it for the, um, or at least the strikers that will be up there for the golden boots. So I think that's kind of unlucky for Vardy because I think he's, I think he's probably still a bit underrated because he's sort of seen as this not, not very glamorous footballer who kind of came up through the, the national leagues. But I think Vardy might get, get pipped on this one. Yeah, um, for sure. Moving on. So we'll go to the next one um, from Marco DP, who's a, a massive fan, and we thank him for for always, you know, engaging on the Instagram and all and in the DMs. Um, so he's gone for a Real Madrid trio of Marco Asensio, Vinicius Junior, and Rodrigo. Um, this is a tough one because I think we probably haven't seen all of them at their kind of not at their peaks but but we haven't really seen them I don't think fully assimilate into Madrid um because they have been a bit of a mess of a club since Cristiano Ronaldo left not a mess but I, I guess just trying to find the right shape and the right players um for me still I think Asensio I would start um, he look. He scored a goal in a Champions League final. Yeah, played over a hundred times for Madrid. So I, I think we're t- bit of levels here. Where, whereas Vinicius Junior is very raw still, um, and Rodrigo is even more raw. Um, so I'd be starting Asensio. I, I think Rodrigo probably has a higher ceiling than Vinicius, maybe, but I would be benching Vinicius and. Probably at the moment dropping Rodrigo. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I actually get really excited when I watch Vinicius Jr. play, but I, I like you said, he's a bit raw. His um, end product probably isn't as good as what it will be or can be, um, but a very exciting player. And Rodrigo is still only 19. So, But, you know, he's already played, I think, 25 La Liga matches for, for Real Madrid. So not bad at, at that age. But yeah, like you said, Asensio scored in a Champions League final and he's probably done it for a bit longer than the other two. So yeah, I don't know if you can really stray away from yeah starting Asensio, benching Vinicius and dropping Rodrigo. Good. In agreeance. Yeah, that's three out of three. Uh, so we'll move on to the fourth one, which was from Oshippy10. Bit of an Everton, Everton theme about this one. Um, obviously pretty topical. They've started the season pretty well. So he sent in Richarlison, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, or James Rodriguez. Um, this is tough. It is tough. Well, it seems tough, but I, I think you have to start James. Yeah. Um, he, he's the best footballer on that list. Um, and He's the best footballer at Everton, I'd say. I, I, I would, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. Agree with that. Um, yes, so I think I think we start James. The next one's tough. I I would actually. Hmm, I, I think, think Richarlison. Hard. Yeah, what were you gonna say? Because Richarlison probably has had a couple of really good seats. Not really, really good, but like really consistent. Very consistent. Yeah. Whereas um, Calvert Lewin. He's obviously been a presence at the club for a couple of seasons, but this year he's really broken onto the scene. Yeah. So it's I, whether or not you go on like recent. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm taking Richarlison on the bench. I think he's 
got more strings to his bow. Um, I think he'll have a better international career. Um, and I think he's capable of playing at one of the biggest clubs in Europe. But I don't think Calvert Lewin will get a move like that. Um, I think probably just because of the style of player he is. Yeah. Um, that's and fair. people wanting more from their strikers these days. All fantastic players. I'm going to bench Richarlison and drop Calvert Lewin. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I really wanted to go something different, but I was actually hoping you went DCL just for like the recency bias stuff. But yeah, nah. I just I just don't think you can go um, away from you know Richarlison's being consistent at Watford and at Everton. So yeah, um, the next one from Matt Hughes also with James Rodriguez. A bit of an interesting combo here. I don't know how he's come up with this one, but um, James uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Diego Jota. So, my man Diego. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I'd still be starting James here, don't you reckon? I don't know. Like Ibrahimovic has absolutely turned the clock back this season. I think he's top scorer in the La Liga at thirty nine. Yeah, he's missed three penalties. So imagine he, he yeah, that, eleven the, goals. Yeah. Um, it's really so, hard. I'm starting Hummers. I'm starting Hummers and I'm benching Ibra and I'm, I'm dropping Jota. I, I just, it's, I think. Come on, disagree with me. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ibra because I th- honestly think he's defying the odds at 39. Um, well, he is. Absolutely. Like he went to the MLS. You thought it was probably done for him in, you know, one of Europe's top five leagues, AC Milan, one of the biggest clubs in the world, but he is on fire this season. And he was really sort of what saved them from a a mid table finish last year. I think they ended up coming fifth or sixth or maybe even seventh, but at, at a point before he came, I think they were 13th or 14th. So yeah, I'm going to start Ibra just because I think it's been one of the best players in Definitely the Serie A this season, um, scoring eight or nine goals. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Ibra to start and um, bench Hamez and drop Jota. Fair enough. Bit stiff on Jota, but obviously we're dealing with a very high caliber of player. Yeah, exactly right. So we'll move on to the next one, which was from Samuel 05. Gone for a bit of a young Premier League trio here. Um, Very exciting players in Kai Havertz. Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood. This is a good one. This is a really good trio. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, I, oh, I, I'd be starting Foden. I reckon. Um, I, I quite I, look. This could go either way. Um, and maybe it's a bit rough on Havertz because he's only kind of just. I mean, he was fantastic at Leverkusen. Um, I would still though be starting Foden. Um, I think he just is a bit more, a bit stronger on the ball. Um, uh, I'd actually be going Greenwood um, on the bench. I'd I'd actually be dropping Havertz. I, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but he hasn't um, settled in overly well to the Premier League. No. Um, And, he will definitely turn that around because he's a quality player. But I think Foden and Green would probably almost have higher ceilings and I think have kind of proven it um, in the Premier I, League. I think, I, think I'm being, I think that's a bit of Premier League bias, which I'm usually not a fan of, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's hard. I think Havertz just, 
he's very lackadaisical. That's just the way he plays. It's not it's not a knock on him. I think that's just the way he plays. I think if you went on Greenwood's second half of, of the season last season, it, basically every chance he got, he scored. He's very clinical. And he's. I think he's he's definitely the youngest of the three. Pretty sure he's 18, maybe 19, yeah. but I think he's 18. Yeah. But I think in terms of Phil Foden has um, been at Manchester City for a couple of seasons now, like playing in their first team. And I think when he comes on, he usually changes the game because they obviously sort of like to go with, with Rodri and, and Gundogan. So there's not much, you know, creativity other than De Bruyne from midfield. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Foden. I think I'm going to bench Havertz just because, yeah, Greenwood's, I think he's struggling at the moment. You know, he's off-field stuff too. So I'm going to drop Greenwood. Okay. No, that's fair enough. Um, ben Slater um, has, has sent in... Um, and he, he specifically wanted us to talk about these three in their prime. So I know Ben from school, big Chelsea fan. So he's put in Eden Hazard, Raheem Sterling, and Son Heung-min, and he is specified at their prime. He also followed that up by saying definitely Hazard. So he's made his mind well, up. Well, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure if, you know, now that you've said he's a Chelsea fan, it's pretty obvious why he said their prime because I, well. At the moment, Hazard. Yeah, at the moment, Hazard is five, 10 kilos overweight and can't get a game. But, but look, he, he is right. At their prime, Hazard was... Yeah, he was. Um, the I, I elite winger. I think I've said this before on the on the podcast. I think he... Personally, I think he was the best player in the Premier League prior to going to Madrid. Um, the other two is really hard because... I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Son. Now... Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah. I just I'm think... going to go Sterling despite not even liking him at all. I'm going to go Sterling on the bench. Look, Sterling, uh, I'm not saying that Son is surrounded by bad teammates, but Sterling is surrounded by extremely good teammates. And he only had one assist in the Premier League last year. Raheem which is Sterling. pretty crazy. I, I just think... Uh, who, who would I, I would rather Sterling running at me than Son uh, in their prime. I think if I was going right now, definitely Hyung Min Son. He's probably the best player in the Premier League. Yeah. Up there with uh, Harry Kane, his teammate. I, I think Son is a better finisher than Sterling. Yeah, that, sure. that might be controversial, but um, I think well, it's he's always a, been the one the one knock on Sterling's game prior to probably six, 12 months ago. I think he's a better dribbler. I think he's a better player. Um, sorry to all the Man City slash England fans that might be upset by that, but I, I would be benching Son and um, dropping Sterling. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite way, but I could I could have easily been persuaded if you probably talked for another 15 seconds. Yeah, well, uh, there's a lot to get through, so we better, yeah, exactly better right. move on. Um, in from Manuela Soma, who um, has been sending us in some stuff, so thank you. Um, she's put in um, Antoine Griezmann, Philip Coutinho, and Usman Dembele, and then has kind of added on to the end of that that um, Barcelona can't even work that out. So see if you guys can. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't really all fit in one team, do they? No. Um, but it's actually been exciting to see Dembele actually get on the pitch this season. Um, I thought against against um, Juventus is probably the game where I watched him closely. He he was a, he was running at players. He obviously got the goal, the deflected goal. Um, but he looked lively. He looked exciting. And, you know, the Dembele we know from, uh, you know, He's probably had some cruel injuries for a year or two now. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, it's hard. 
I think I'd have to. I think I'd have to start Griezmann. I I just think he's the best player of the three. Um, you see, when he plays for France, he's an amazing player. But I think you know he likes to play in that roaming number ten role, and you're not going to do that when Messi's in your side. Yeah. Um, oh, the other two's tough. Because, like, on current form, you know, Dembele's just come back. Coutinho is struggling. Um, I'm probably going to bench Coutinho. I think, yeah. maybe, you know, I look back on his Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool I, days with a bit of fondness. So. I'd be starting Coutinho, I reckon. Well, I reckon at their, I mean, Griezmann and Coutinho, maybe not right now, but were both world-class players for at yeah. least two or three years. Um they both had fantastic um, World Cups in 2018. I don't know. I just... Yeah, Coutinho scored a couple goals for Brazil. I'm pretty sure he might have even been their top goal scorer. Yeah. I, Griezmann, for me, I he's not... A, like, uh, I, I hate to bring up consistency with all these three because clearly it's not either of their strengths. No. Um, Griezmann's really disappointed me um, having moved to Barca. I mean, they've all been performed well under expectations. I, I'd say by a hair's breath, um, Coutinho, and then I would uh, bench Griezmann. I think, yeah, Dembele just doesn't have the resume that the other two do. No, but um, he's obviously a lot younger than the other two. So he is. He's got a very high ceiling, yeah. Yeah. So we'll go to the next one from uh, one of my best mates, Johnny Bear 4, who is in love with Sergio Ramos. So he's obviously included him in. Yeah. He messaged, uh, he messaged the Instagram the other day. And I, after I posted a story about Sergio Ramos and it said, Sergio Ramos replied to this story. And I thought it was the actual Sergio Ramos, but it turned <laughs> out just to be him. So yeah, he's had his Instagram name as like, like the name in the bio is Sergio Ramos. So when you get a message, you get a bit excited, but um, the, the real Sergio is. Yeah, exactly. He loves um, his goal-scoring prowess. And Johnny loves a red card like Ramos, so they go hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, he's gone with uh, Ramos, uh, Virgil van Dijk, and Imeric Laporte. Well, he's done us the favour of um, just ordering them as they should be. Yes, I was going to say, this is probably one of the easiest ones. I think if like Ramos has probably been the best defender I've watched. Like, yeah, in my lifetime, yeah. In my lifetime, like probably there might have been better, but I was too young, like maybe yep. John Terry or Ferdinand or Vidi, one of those players potentially. Cannavaro, yep. Yeah, but in terms of who I've actually watched. I, I, I think what's worth stipulating in this is the difference between Ramos and Van Dyke is nowhere near the difference between Van Dyke and Laporte. Um, the difference between Ramos and VVD, like I think Ramos is better, not by much. Um, and he's got the he's got the um, the consistency over a long time as well. He does, he does. Um, but the difference, and, and this was spoken about on another podcast I was listening to, um, the difference between Van Dyke and Laporte um, is it, that is a large gap. Yeah, um, and I think Laporte. I mean, a lot of um, a lot of City fans were sort of crying out for him to come back, and then when he came back, I think it was against Man United at the Etihad. He was at fault for both goals. I'm pretty sure he was at fault for a couple of goals. In the Champions League, I'm not saying that. Van like he's Dijk a good defender. Like he's oh, a good he's defender. Probably the but, second best in the Premier League, but but yeah, but the, the gap between him and Van Dijk uh, is massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so pretty easy on that one. Um, young Max Van, Max Van Aanholt, um, someone who I've played a bit of football with. Um, Related to Patrick? Um, I don't believe so, but <laughs> maybe if he is, we could hook us up with an interview. Um, yeah. 
He's given us three Chelsea youngsters, Hakim Ziyech, uh, Kai Havertz again, and Christian Pulisic. No Timo Werner in there, which would have made it even harder. Mm. Um, who are you going with? I think it's hard. I know you love Ziyech. So I'm pretty sure you're going to start him. And I think I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, he's just got an absolute wonder of a left foot. Like it's. I mean, um, we're not basing this off just what happened on the weekend, but no, like on the that week- goal for I that goal for Ajax against Tottenham is still one of my favourite goals. That first yeah. goal, I think it was, or maybe it was the second. Uh, it was the the second, yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, Delit scored the first one. It is crazy. That is one of my favourite goals. From what the- about his one where he where he hit it off the post into Kepa's face? True. Yes. I mean, and he had a crazy one against Valencia. I mean, his, his performance on the weekend was incredible. Um, yeah. I would be I'd be starting. I think I'm going to start Ziyech. I'm going to bench Pulisic. I, yeah. I just, I'm really excited by him. And, you know, we talked about the the U.S. men's national team uh, last, last week. Last week's episode, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they've got just an absolute array of talent coming through and it's really exciting. I mean, Havertz is, is a superstar. He's well. a superstar, but he's more of a luxury player than Pulisic. Pulisic yeah. puts in more work. Um, yeah. Might not score as many goals or get as many assists, but I think he's a real grafter on yeah. the, on the wing. Agreed. So I'm going to start Ziyech, um, bench Pulisic and drop Havertz. Yeah, I agree. Um, similar one next. Yes. Yeah, well, not similar, one. but... Yeah, well, they've gotten um, with Ziyech again, and then they've gone with Bruno Fernandez, who was Fernandez up until the last last game against Everton and Aubameyang. All different positions. Yes. Who would I rather in my team? This is very tough. When I looked at this it, this is when... yeah, it's hard to compare players, but it it it's. Oh. This is probably, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Like, I just worked out like all three different combos in my head and they sort of make sense. I, I think you could really make a case for any of them. I I don't want to be like predictable and put Ziyech first, but I, I just think he he's world-class for me and has been for two years. Um, oh, I... This is so tough. I, I'd go... I'll go Aubameyang second. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll bench Aubameyang. I like Fernandez. I really, really do like Fernandez. Um, and maybe this is just me not having seen him that much, um, only for really a season. Um, yeah, not even really. I would just like to see a little bit more from him. Um, or, or I'd like to see him do it in the in the Champions League. Yeah, um, that's fair. But I, I think we're splitting hairs here. Yeah, I think I'm going to start Aubameyang and, and bench the edge and then drop Fernandez. At, when you first said it, I was going to start Fernandez, but then once I thought about it, I agree. I think he needs to show up more in the Champions League. Um, I think consistency-wise, he probably falls down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so we just... Should- yeah, cue the hate from the, the Man United fans, but, you know. Um, uh, okay, the boy flower boy has sent in the front three for Man City in, what, 2018? Yeah. Sane, Sergio Aguero, Raheem Sterling. What do you reckon? I'm going to start Aguero. Um, 
he's the best player of the three, in my opinion. I agree. And then the next two is really tough because, oh, I think I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to bench Sterling because at times, oh, like you know, it was always Sterling, Aguero, and then a lot of the times Sane came off the bench or yeah, it was sort of yeah. He was sort of the third or fourth, whereas Sterling and Aguero were like always. They were starting every game. Yeah. But that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start Aguero, bench Sterling, drop Sane. Um, I can't really disagree with that. I think Sane, give him a season at Bayern and we'll probably see him get up to Sterling level. Yeah. But Sterling's done it for longer. They're both not like the best with consistency. They kind of I'd go say, I'd still say Sterling is slightly more consistent though. Yeah, I agree. Probably purely because he just doesn't get in. Plays, well, does. plays more, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that one was pretty straightforward. Uh, this one was from Jop Van X JCK11, who also sent in a couple of unpopular football opinions a couple of weeks back. So thank you very much. He's gone with potentially England's front three at the Euros, potentially. Um, Kane, Sterling, and Sancho. Yeah, probably the front three. Um, Chuck Marcus Rashford in there, and it makes yeah, that's for, the four. Make, makes for a very good debate. Um, yeah, I think I think I would say Harry Kane would be a clear starter for me. Yeah, um, he he would be the first name on the England team sheet for me. Him and him and probably Henderson actually. Um, I th- I think you have to start him. Sterling Sancho. That is a that is such a good um, debate. debate. Sterling's done it for longer, but I I I personally prefer Sancho. As a player, I think. Yeah, Sancho's just got blistering pace and he's very tricky on the ball. He is. I think he can play in different positions, whereas Sterling Sterling is a left winger. Um, Sancho can play out wide on the left. Out, he, he started out wide on the right um, and he's kind of playing as a number 10 now. Yeah, I was going to um, say, he can play centrally too, which is... And he can play up front as well. I think he's more versatile. I think he is a better provider. He's more creative than Sterling. Sterling might just be a better goal scorer, but I think all round. Yeah, what um, was it last year? He he had the most, oh, second most assists and like second most goals or something. Yeah, like third that. most goals. So yeah. his all round game is fantastic. Um, I'd be even at even being a couple of years younger, I'd be taking Sancho. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there for all the reasons you've just stated. Yeah, um, and it's, it's sort of Sancho's in our next one as well with um, three very young players. Um, the boy with the afro has sent in Ansu Fati and then Dortmund stars Jude Bellingham and Jaden Sancho. Um, and also, I read today that Bellingham's got, got his first England call-up. So Yeah, he's. Um, I think he's um, replacing the injured Ward-Prowse, I believe, is it? Yeah, that could be right. Yeah. Um, I think still despite that, he, for me, would be no, dropped. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's a think... league. He's definitely a level below Fatty and Sancho, but that's a good debate. What do you reckon, Fatty or, or Sancho to start? I think you're going to have to go with Sancho just because he's done it for a season and a half, probably. Season and a half, two seasons. Two seasons, Fatty, yeah. Fatty is, honestly, I think he's, I think I'm going to watch him like as closely as possible. Like I, yeah. He just excites me. Every time he gets the ball, he looks so young. He looks literally 13 in the face. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, 
He's going to be one that we can say in 10 years that we watched his kind of first few games at Barca. Yeah, like um, obviously Haaland broke onto the scene. There's Mbappe, who's still only 22. There's Sancho. Yeah. And then like Fatty's probably the next one who I'm probably most... But he's he's about. three, four years younger than all those people he's, we're talking about. He just about. turned 18 and he just signed his first um, professional contract. It's like Pedri, um, yeah. another Barcelona youngster. Like I don't even think he's a professional player as such. Yeah. Um, in terms of his contract. And he's like rocking up to the games in a taxi and with the plastic bag with his boots. Like, Yeah, I like that. that was for Barcelona. Very, very Sunday league, wasn't it? Yeah, which is cool. But yeah, Fatty just really excites me. Um, but I, but I you're benching him? Yeah, I'm, I'm benching him. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. I think, I, I just don't think we've seen enough. I think from what I've seen, Sancho's still a more complete player. Fatty sort of more looks like a better version of Sterling, if you know what I mean. That that in that mold of player, yeah, um, more of a winger than a number ten. Yeah, I think um, he's I think he's best on the left from what I've seen so far. But yeah, yeah, but you know, scoring a goal in El Clasico at the age of seventeen is is no mean feat. So, no. yeah. um, um, okay. The next one, um, I'm not actually too sure on any of these players, but. It got sent in, so we're going to do it anyway. It's from Kino6985. It was Ronan Curtis, John Marquise, and Marcus Harness. Yeah, I think fair play to anyone listening um, who knows these players. This is These are three Portsmouth players, and I, I would assume that, that Kino, who sent these in, is a man. Portsmouth man. Look. I'm going to put on the record that I have no kind of credibility to be answering this at all because I could not say I've seen any of these players play. Um, I did like two minutes of research. Uh, so I'm going to start Ronan Curtis because he's an Irish full international. Wow. Um, and then I couldn't see much to split between John Marquise and Marcus Harness. So... Um, <laughs> Are they, gonna, are they English? Are they English? Those uh, those those two are both English. About both about twenty three. So I know that. Um, but look, I'd love to see Portsmouth back in the Premier League on as a yeah. side note. Um, but I don't think Marquis and Harness will be getting them there. You could I could be wrong, but um, they didn't seem to have glittering resumes. Uh, so yeah. we'll, we'll we'll start Curtis. That's a clear start for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll bench uh, bench Marquis and we'll. Um, yeah. Harness gets, gets dropped. Yeah, Harness gets dropped. Very stiff because I've never, ever seen him play. So very sorry, Marcus It'll Harness. be a late bloomer, good old Marcus Harness. Well, who knows? He might come back to, to um, actually be a you know, starter for England. So who knows? Exactly. But, uh, probably not. But yeah. thank you still for, for sending that in. Um, it's, it's always nice to, to um, hear from people who, who are big fans of maybe some of the less popular clubs. Um, Helps to broaden our horizons, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Time, was so what, yeah, you go. Well, I was just going to say that we're moving on to the sort of Austra- we've got a few Australian football yeah. ones that we've we've grouped together. So yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, take it away, Nico. That's what I was about to say. Luke Rogan, I actually went to school with him. He's a massive Socceroos fan. Good man. Uh, loves it. Loves it. Loves it. Um, so he's gone with um, three um, Australian forwards with wingers. Uh, They're all wingers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mabil, Boyle, and Arzani. Um, this is, this is a great one. Thanks, Luke. Um, look, I think Arzani's got the highest ceiling, um, but yeah. he's just really struggling to get a game at, at Utrecht at the moment, which is disappointing because when he's come on, he's been really good. 
And when he's played for the reserves, he's been really good. So that's a bit disappointing to see. I think I'd have to start Mobile. I think he has proven it at the Asian Cup. Um, Playing he, in the Champions League. Played in the Champions League. Hasn't, I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, I think Midgetland um, uh, play on the back foot um, and he barely got a touch against Liverpool just because they had no possession. Um, yeah. Martin, oh, I, I, yeah, I think Martin Boyle is a, is a really consistent player. Uh, might not have like the X factor that Mobile could bring. Um, but Boyle, look, to be honest, Boyle and Mobile would be my two probably starting wingers there with Leckie. Um, so I'll bench Boyle and unfortunately I'll drop Arzani. But that being said, Arzani could well eclipse both of them in, in his career. Yeah, for sure. If you said this a few years ago, Boyle wouldn't have even been in this conversation because he wasn't even representing Australia. No. Um, and, you know, I'd never heard of him. But, and I'll, you know, Arzani was really exciting um, a couple of seasons ago, you know, when he was still in the A-League and at the 2018 World Cup. But, yeah, I, I don't see how you can go any different to, to what you've just gone there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dopey Giorgio, I think I'm pronouncing that right, um, sent in three goalkeepers. He also kind of put in the games that he was talking about, um, which I think was um, Mark Schwarzer, and I think he had in brackets the Uruguay game, um, Ante Kovic, the uh, Asian Champions League final game, and Matt Ryan... He said versus South Korea. I wasn't sure. I think that might mean Asian Cup final. Yeah, 2015. Um, but to be honest, Matt Ryan was not, I, I don't know, because Matt Ryan didn't really make any big saves in that game. Um, so I think if well, this we is are, hard because it's like two, well, Schwartz is obviously retired. Ryan's the best Australian keeper right now. And is Kovic still playing? No, no. no. Uh, look, I mean, Schwarzer, Schwarzer against Uruguay is an is an all-time goalkeeping performance. Yeah, it's a legendary performance. Um, Ante Kovic, same thing um, against against Al-Halal. So, look, I'll, I'll start Schwarzer. I'll bench Kovic. Um, Matt Ryan, the the game against South Korea, who I was um, lucky enough to be at that Asian Cup final, um, didn't really have much to do apart from um, pulling Song Hyung mins goal out of the net. Um, so, what would you have gone if it was on the player? Would you have stuck like that? Uh, no, I think Matt Ryan is a better yeah. goalkeeper than Ante Kovic, um, yeah. but he is not as good as Mark Schwarzer. No, he is. He's not in the same league as Schwarzer. So, yeah, I'd be going Schwarzer, Ryan Kovic. What yeah. do you reckon? Yeah, I think you have to go like that. Now I've got a couple of a couple of Melbourne victory ones coming up. Um, one in from you know friend of the podcast who um, does our did our intro. Um, Harris Diveny, he's been on, has he been on one or two episodes? I think, well, he's been on all of them with his guitar, so. True. Yeah, he's been on every episode. He's gone with um, Bessart Barisha, Archie Thompson and Ola Toivonen. So I guess we need to be taking these guys on their on their prime, don't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, obviously Thompson's retired. Um. Start Ola Toivonen. I, I, I was going to say, are we going prime at the victory or prime in their career? Because like... Well, look, I think for both. Probably... Both I would still be ta- taking Toivonen. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if I would, but yeah, that's Maybe fair. Berisha for... Well, I, yeah. to be honest, I, I don't think we've ever seen a player like Toivonen at victory or in the A-League. Um, I think he has the best football IQ of any player in the A-League since Del Piero. Um, like... 
I think he's severely underrated, probably because the victory didn't win a title when he was there. Um, look, I mean, the, the bloke scored a goal against Germany at a World Cup. Like, we are not yeah. talking about... I mean, that's a level above whatever Barisha and Archie Thompson have done. Archie Thompson scored 13 in an international match. He Well, yeah. He against did. American Samoa. Yeah, I'd still take one against Germany over 13 against American yeah. Samoa. But look, For sure. if, we're, if we're going on... I think if you're going on A-League peak, you have to choose Barisha because he's probably the best striker yep. in A-League history. Yep. yep. Um, I agree. And then, like, Thompson's second, but, like, Toivonen's, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if we're going A-League, it'd be Barisha, Thompson, Toivonen. But if yeah. we're going their peak as players, I'd be taking Toivonen first, probably but, Archie second and Barisha third, so I'd, I'd actually f- flip it. Yeah, I'd go Barisha on the bench and Thompson dropped Archie. Yeah, which is fair. sad because he's a legend. But yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, and a sort of similar one here, um, sent in from one of my mates, Jeremy Anderson. Shout out! And the exact same one was sent in by Big Easy Alvarez. So I have no idea if they know each other or in cahoots, but um, similar one. Um, Archie Thompson, Danny Allsop, Carlos Hernandez. What do you reckon? Ooh. Are we going? I think we should just go victory. I think we should just go A League Prime sort of. Yeah. Okay. Think. Carlos Hernandez is probably the most exciting. Well, not like exciting in terms of pace. No, I know what you mean. He's he's creative. He's, he's he, a magician. He, you didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And that goal against um, Gold Coast. Gold yeah. 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 Like just legendary. One of the best goals in A-League history. Um, probably if it wasn't for Riley McGree's scorpion kick. Um, I think you have to go Archie. Yep. Um, I'd probably start Archie. I'd probably bench Carlos. Yeah, and then I'd I'd drop Danny Allsop, who in he you know he was a great striker as well. Yeah, in his own right he was, but I yeah. I don't think he had the X factor that the other two had in the A League. No, exactly right. Um, okay, another one from Nico is not there. Um, who shout out to Nick? Um, at school with my brother. So thanks for listening and, and supporting. Uh, he sent in Matt Simon. He sent in Matt Simon a few times. I think he might be a closet Matt Simon fan. Um, Adam Taggart and Andrew Naboot. Um, I guess we're taking them at the moment. Yeah, you'd have to go Adam Taggart. You would, yeah. Um, you know, he's in and around the national team, um, playing in Korea. Probably our best, uh, probably our best striker. Yeah, in terms of a number nine. Yeah, I mean, winning a golden boot. I mean, the Korean league is not the greatest league. We know that, but no. winning a golden boot in any league is no mean feat. So, um, and he backed it up with I think eleven or twelve this season. So, I'd be putting him, um, putting him up there. Look, I'm going to drop Matt Simon just purely because of how much I dislike him. He's he's very dislikable, isn't he? Um, he's just very. He's just like an. I don't. You'd know, love to have him on your team, though. Yeah, you would. But I think it's like Barisha. Like I, yeah, I, of course. If you came to the victory, you'd probably love him in ten seconds. But yeah, um, look, we're we're talking about two Socceroos here and Matt Simon. So I think Matt Simon's got to be dropped. Yeah, he's, he's he doesn't and even get a gig on Naboot, the- who, you know, I don't know how he started at the twenty eighteen World Cup, but somehow he did. Um, but he's kind of fallen off since then. So yeah, it's been a pretty disappointing drop off in the last two years. We'll 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 um bench him. Yeah, for sure. Uh this one is from 
an ex-host of the podcast, the big dude, Michael Dooney. Um, he's gone with three of the Socceroos' best players, if not the three best. This one's going to be very, very... This is the best one. This is probably the best one we've got. Yeah. I, I seriously don't know how you're going to split them, but lucky you're going first. We have Tim Cahill, Mark Viduka, and Harry Kuehl. Are we going absolute prime or what they did for the Socceroos or just prime as a player? I think we can put... Why don't we do... Well, I think... I think we just got to do prime as a player because I think we know K. I think we know Cahill was the best for the Socceroos. Kill was the most naturally talented, um, you know. So I think we should just do it on the, the you know prime of their career. I flip and flop between these all the time, um, but I think. Oh. Hard because like even English people talk about how good Mark Viduka was. That's like, what I'm saying. Till this is... day, like he was just an absolute bull up front, could hold the ball up, played out wide, could score in every way. Kuehl played for Liverpool in a Champions League final, and then Cahill. When I went to when I went to Goodison Park, I was speaking to the lady next to me, and they absolutely adore Tim Cahill, one of their favourite players ever. Just not not her, just Everton fans in general. Um. And he also scored the most goals for the Socceroos. First ever World Cup goal. Like, this is almost impossible. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to start Viduka. I mean, I, I've kind of been coming around to Viduka um, recently. Um, kind of more in uh, that kind of... In what he did at club or at, at the club level, he didn't really put it together for the Socceroos, but he was something else. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to bench Cahill. Okay. Um, I'm going to bench Cahill and I'm going to... Um, it feels really wrong to drop Harry Kuehl, but I think we saw more from more from Cahill and more from Viduka on the big stage, so... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was sort of thinking the opposite. <laughs> like the complete opposite? Yeah, well, I was going to start Kuehl. Just, I think, like, he was a, he was um, very, very, very good at Leeds. Obviously, got the move to Liverpool. Was sort of hampered by injuries quite a bit and obviously ended up in the A-League at the end. But I, I don't know. I feel like his ceiling was, like, his peak was probably the highest of all the three. I don't know. But like you said, the consistency probably wasn't there. And on the big, oh, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to go Kuehl. And then I'm going to. No, I'm going to bench Viduka. I, I, it feels I, wrong yeah. dropping Cahill because he's the best player, probably the best player for the Socceroos in terms of what he's done. Yeah. But I think just over. I think you, you can I, change that order based on what criteria you go with. Yeah, exactly. But if we're just doing prime as a player, that's just how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to. Um, the last category, which is sort of the historical ones or sort of the, um, yeah, I don't know, like I guess players that have retired and, and kind of comparing those. So we're going to be doing this on um, their, we're going to do this on their prime. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We've got to go to the prime, I think. Okay. So Ben Slater um, again, who's, who's sent in another one. So thanks Ben. Um, 
John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Virgil van Dyke. Nick from a non-biased Liverpool supporter. Mm, this is hard. It's hard because um, you want to put Van Dyke, don't you? Mm, no, nah, I think I think realistically you probably have to drop him. Um, I don't know if he had another like if he actually played this season rather than having done his ACL. I think he probably would have been even closer to these guys. I think in terms of prime, he's not that far off. Um, but like if you sort of take into account what they've won as well and and how integral they were to the team, I'm probably going to start. John Terry. Yep. And I'm going to bench Rio Ferdinand. Um, okay. Terry was just an absolute rock. Yeah. Um, used to, you know, when I was younger and I would, you know, would watch Liverpool against Chelsea, I would just hate seeing John Terry's name on the on the team yep. sheet. So, yeah, I'm going to... I'm, I'm actually going to bench Van Dyke and I'm going to drop Ferdinand. I obviously well, agree. I think John Terry's the best defender out of those three and probably had the best peak. Yeah. Um, for me, Ferdinand was not as good as Vidic. I think it would be an interesting debate yeah. if Vidic was in this. But I think having Van Dyke is the main centre-back for his club uh, and his country. Rio Ferdinand was never the main... Well, not never, but for the majority of his career was uh, had Vidic next to him and John Terry next to him for the national team. So I think Van Dyke has a, has a bigger prime. You know a I I love that from you, so thanks. Yeah, I I I yeah. I when you were dropping him, I was like, uh, like about time I gave a, a Liverpool player some love. But I think it's the truth. I, I think it's the truth. So that's um, fair enough. Um, so this is one of our final ones. We've got a couple more, but we're getting to the end. Uh, another one from Jot Van X J C K eleven. He's gone with. Um, a Dutch theme of Iron Robin, a Robin Van Persie, and a Wesley Schneider. Well, Dutch theme because he is Dutch. Um, he's been he is yes he is telling us about Feyenoord, who's the club he supports. Um, yeah. So I think on Prime, um, Wesley Schneider. I would start Wesley Schneider in brackets 2010. Mm, yeah, that World Cup. He was very yeah. good. Um, I think him and Robin. Uh, probably a, a level above Van Persie. I'd be. Oh, look! You could make a very good case for Robin, but yeah. if, we, if we are talking prime, then I'm taking Schneider. Um, Robin bench, drop Van Persie. Yeah, it's hard because Van Persie was obviously a very, very, very good player at Arsenal, um, and then obviously made the the move to to United in you know his last. But he's not game. on the level of those two. No, like... he's he's probably not. Um, I don't know. I think Schneider's probably peak was better, but I don't know if he... No, Van Persie had a better career than Schneider. Yeah, Schneider's career, you know, over spanning over years, probably... I don't know. I, I just always love watching Iron Robin play. And I yeah. think he was just super consistent for years. And, like, you always knew he was going to cut in, but for some reason you could never stop it. Um. So I'm actually going to start Iron Robin. I don't know. I just I yeah. Always... No, I think that's fair enough. The only one I don't believe you could really yeah. make a case for is Van Persie. Yeah. Cool. So we've just gone a bit different, but we've both dropped RVP. Cool. So the next one, we're actually just going to do these quick fire. Um, Sam Pappas, thank you heaps for sending us in about ten. So we're going to save some of them because we'd love to do a part two. So we're just going to. Um, I reckon, Nick, we're going to do these ones quick fire. No justification. Yep. You've just got to do your 
um, your start, your bench, your drop. Okay. Um, so um, shall we take it away? Yeah, so the first one, three of the best Spanish midfielders ever, Xavi, Iniesta, and Alonso. And, oh, yeah, this is all prime, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, prime, start Xavi, bench, Iniesta, drop Xavi, Alonso. You? I'm going to start Iniesta, bench Xavi, drop Xavi, Alonso, despite loving Xavi, Alonso. When he left Liverpool, it all went. No justification, my friend. No, I'm just saying I love him. No, True, he he is lovable. Um, Okay, Casillas, Buffon, Van der Sar, go. Start Casillas, bench Buffon, drop Van der Sar. Okay, I'd go start Buffon, start Buffon, drop Casillas. Um, wow. Sorry, yeah, bench Casillas, drop Van der Sar. Bench Casillas, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, the next one, three United players, um, Wayne Rooney, Ruud van Nistelrooy, and Robin van Persie again. Um, start Van Nistelrooy, bench Rooney, drop Van Persie. Agreed. Yeah, that's what I had yeah. too. Uh, this is a good one. Michael Owen, Fernando Torres, Luis Suarez. That this is so good. <laughs> this is so hard. This it's is like so picking a favorite. This is like picking a favorite child, Nick. Exactly. Um, no justification, please. Oh. It feels unfair to drop one of them though. Yeah, I'm going to... Are we going prime? Yep, prime. I'm going to start Michael Owen. I'm going to bench Luis Suarez. And I'm going to drop Fernando Torres, although he was basically the player that made me fall in love with this sport, which is cruel. Uh, Okay, I'm going to start Luis Suarez. Um, I know Michael Owen has won a Ballon d'Or, so that's purely that's why I asked about Prime because. Well, yes, but I don't think that Ballon d'Or season was as good as Luis Suarez's fifteen sixteen season. So I'm going to start Suarez. Yeah, that's fair enough. Bench, I probably should have done Suarez to be fair. Bench, uh, no, you can't change. Bench no, Owen and um, yeah, drop Torres. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So now we did one you know, for each other. Yeah. Um, so I've sort of gone for the, for the one I see a lot on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, R9 and Ronaldinho. And you can give justification for these. Okay, but what do you want me to judge them on? Um, prime, I think. Yeah, I think prime. Go prime. Um, Unfortunately, I think the the easy decision is to drop Ronaldinho. Yeah, um, yeah. he was magical, he, but he didn't. He, he was, yeah, he was, and, and he made he made people fall in love with football. But yeah, exactly right. We are talking levels here. The debate is CR seven v R nine. Over the course of their career, CR seven already he hasn't even retired, and he's had a better career than R nine. Yeah. Um, well, I reckon Brian, you can take career into it a little bit because. Yeah, I just feel like with players... Look, of I, yeah. I think R9 is one of the most iconic footballers of all time. Definitely. He just it was incredible. Um, and I guess people, you know, I think CR7 fans um, say that people romanticise um, R9. 
And I think R9 fans say that, um, yeah, people overrate Cristiano Ronaldo and they haven't, you know, they, they're, you know, 20 year old or 12 year old kids that have never seen R9 play. Um, yeah. I think we had the privilege of at least seeing the end of R9's career and obviously a lot of Cristiano Ronaldo's career. I, I, I think I have to go CR7. I just, yeah. I, I just. Well, it's always really CR7, Messi or Maradona or Pele. I don't think, yeah, I think, I, I think like a slight drop below that. Prime, I mean, people would say in R9's prime, he was unplayable. No one could stop him. You could no. score against anyone. Well, that's the same against, that's the same for Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and he could do it in Champions League finals. So I'll be taking, be taking him. Yeah, that's... Do you agree? I'll, I'll, yeah, I would go the same. I'd go CR7, R9, Ronaldinho. Cool. I've actually got two for you. Um, so my girlfriend has been very keen to send in three players, even though she doesn't know three. Um, so she did some Googling and found <laughs> some for you. I love that. Um, she's gone, she's gone um, Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, and Diego Jota. So I'm guessing she's just Googled Liverpool wingers or something. I don't know. She's probably just picked off, picked up from what I've been been speaking about but yeah i would start muhammad salah i would bench sadio mane and i'd drop shotter i think salah is just incredible he's one goal of cristiano ronaldo's um premier league goal scoring tally in 67 fewer games i know obviously slightly plays slightly like 67 games that's almost two seasons Well, we debated this last week that we had the Mane Salah debate last week, and I think we sort of agreed that you can really justify either. But yeah, for the for the African um, continent, yeah, uh, confederation, I guess, because they they are the best two players in Africa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would probably, probably the two best wingers in the Premier League. Um, well, that them and Son. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah, I'd agree. Slash, probably put Mane in, but probably wouldn't really care. Mane and Salah for me are pretty much of equal importance to Liverpool. So yeah, for sure. Um, and the one I've written for you, um, and I would like you to judge these on their careers. So not, not prime. Um, Cause I think that's harder to judge for like a central midfielder. So I've picked um, uh, three of probably the best midfielders of this century. Um, and I've chucked in someone who you'd love to see how, um, if you can put a, put aside your, your, your love for th- this guy um, against the the utter brilliance. Well, they're all brilliant, but um, I'd be very interested to see what you do here. Andrea Perlo, Steven Gerrard, and Luka Modric. Oh, this is hard. Um, I know you love Modric, but I'm going to drop him straight up. Just drop the Ballon d'Or winner. Just Yeah, no, I know. I basically did the opposite. Um, to what I did with the uh, Michael Owen, Suarez and Torres one. Um, you don't reckon Luka Modric is a better footballer than Steven Gerrard was? No. No. I'm dropping Modric. I don't think you've seen enough. I don't think you've seen enough Modric. Obviously, he's a great player, but he wouldn't have won four Champions Leagues without Ronaldo. Um, well, like I know he was an integral part, but it's just personal opinion and I'm dropping him. You can have yeah. your you can have your say. I too. can have my say, but um, all right, Gerard Perlo. Well, he's you're trying to weave your way into somehow landing with Gerard on top. No, well, I I genuinely do believe he was the best player of the three. Perlo could run a game with. You his... reckon Stephen Gerrard was better than Andre Perlo? 
Gee, if people are still listening to There's nothing that Gerard didn't have. Perlo was missing physicality, tackling. He didn't score lots and lots of goals. Gerard scored goals, was the best tackler out of any central midfielder basically ever. Um, scored yeah. goals, could play in the eight, the 10, finished his career in the six, started out as a right midfielder when he was young under Gerard Houllier, I believe. Could pass the ball just like his short passing probably wasn't as good as Perlo, but could absolutely he's, ping uh, along he's the wor- You know he's the worst passer out of those three. I don't think he is. Long passing, he's not. Long passing, he's equivalent to Perlo, I think. Equivalent? Just, ju- just a bit below, but I think just he's a more complete player. He's got everything. What? Well, but Pirlo has... Pirlo needed a stronger team around him, the teams he played, Milan, Juventus, Italy, to like... I don't know. That, that's just my personal opinion. No, that's fair. I'd, uh, I'm, I'll be very interested to see if, if people are still listening. Their ears are probably bleeding listening to you, Nick. No. Um, no. I think I think it's... Gerard came know, second in the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Yeah. Where did Pirlo... Yeah, I think, no, I, th- I, I, I'm, I think it's a very close call. Um, I, Gerard, like all I'm tooth. saying is Gerard can do what Perlo can do to almost a, the level of Perlo, but then has four, five, six other things that Perlo was just, it wasn't part of his arsenal. Yeah, but Perlo could do it looking cool. Yeah, Gerard, of course, that's, that's the thing. Perlo looked silky. He looked cool. He looked magical on the ball. Perlo but, wouldn't break a sweat. Perlo, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, and he is. could run the game basically just by like, like you said, he looked cool and he just didn't break a sweat. But for yeah. me, I don't know. Just personal opinion. Perlo's a better set piece taker, much better set piece taker. Yeah, that's something Gerard didn't really have. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, Gerard could could take a free kick, but just not to Perlo's yeah. brilliance. You know what? It's much of a muchness, like you said, and probably because I'm Liverpool, I'm a Liverpool supporter. No, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I mean, you've seen a lot of Gerrard, and and probably I underrate him, and maybe you overrate him. But like he, like we're talking about three of the best midfielders. Yeah, per, like to be fair, Perlo's like ball control was just like he's up here, and Gerrard and Modric are probably a bit yeah. lower. I think yeah. For my two cents, I'd be starting Perlo. Um, Drop, uh, benching Modric and dropping Gerard, but it's it's a it's a hit. much of a muchness, I think. It is, it is absolutely, and a lot of these have been really good. So, uh, coming to the end, um, that's been um, that's been the episode. We've had some very good very good debates here. Yeah, uh, I'd love to do this one again, um, and we'd I'd love to hear from you um, and see what you thought of our opinions on your trios. Yeah, so thanks for listening to episode 30. Um, like we said, a big thank you for to everyone. I think there was 24 or 25 of you that sent in um, some, you know, your, your trio of players. So we really appreciate it. And um, yeah, forward to the next episode of the Football Story podcast. Thanks for listening, guys, and supporting as always. See you yeah. later. Thanks, guys.